3: If our foreign adversaries were devising a scheme to cripple America, they could hardly do better than the Biden Kamala Harris. Kamala. Remember Kamala? She started at 15. She was supposed to win. Problem was, she went from 15 to 14, to 12, to 10, to 7, to 4. It's like a free fall. You know why people don't like her. Nobody likes her. She could never be The first woman president she could ever be. That would be an insult to our country.
4: Oof. Oof. Come on. uh, That's some tough talk there.
0: A little question for people who don't like Trump. But you lean
4: right in a second. At armstrongandgetty.com, some unbelievable stuff. And I would not uh, claim that falsely. Uh, You got my pictures from the enormous San Diego MAGA boat parade. But more important than that, Um, is a video that I watched last night and I tweeted. It is a realistic depiction of reaction time um, for a a police officer if someone pulls a weapon. Somebody reaching into their car, the whole, is it a gun, is it not a gun? It goes through all of those shoot-don't-shoot scenarios in real time, and it is incredibly revealing.
0: Yeah, when I did uh, uh, shooting training with some uh, police and military thing, God, several years ago, it was really, really interesting. Grueling and hard, but very interesting. I'm pretty sure it was 21 feet was the distance. If you're within 21 feet, a guy with a knife can get to you before you get your gun out and shoot them.
4: Right. 21 Feet's quite a ways. Well, and then I tweeted another video yesterday that um, was uh, a guy with a knife attacked a cop, and the cop shot him like five times. The guy goes down, then he gets up again, and then he commits an act I don't want to describe on another cop until they had to shoot him again. The reality is so vastly different. And and the comment on the one video was, uh, and Joe Biden says, why don't you shoot him in the leg? I mean, which is just fantasy land stuff. But anyway... Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Watch that uh, video. It's the OODA loop. Uh, but it is uh, it will be enlightening. Trust me. Anyway, having said that, there's a, uh, a piece right now from the Atlanta, out today from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. A thousand people double-voted in the Georgia primary, uh, says the Secretary of State. That's who they're aware of thus far. Uh, now, the... Uh, Secretary of State, one uh, Raffensperger, what's his first name? Doesn't matter, Um, says a double voter knows exactly what they're doing, diluting the votes of each and every voter that follows the law. That makes the choice to game the system. Those that make the choice are breaking laws. Secretary of State, I will not tolerate it. Uh, They describe a chaotic primary where record numbers of voters cast absentee ballots during the coronavirus pandemic. Some voters weren't sure whether their absentee ballots would be received before Election Day and decided to vote in person to ensure their votes would count. Voters are allowed to cancel their absentee ballots and then vote at polling places as long as their ballots haven't been received by election officials. It's unclear whether the voters under investigation attempted to do so. It's unclear to me, having read this, whether indeed uh, the process works of I show up at a polling place and say to the nice retired lady, "Um, did my vote get counted yet? I I don't know that she had a mechanism to do that efficiently, but because they don't always update those lists promptly, um, according to the Journal-Constitution. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, So at least 1,000 people double voted. This uh, gal who's with the Georgia All Voting is Local Voting Rights Organization, listen to her quote. They only did what they thought was right to make sure their vote was counted. Well, you don't know that about 1,000 different people, but we'll let that one go. I like this one. Voters are not criminals. Nobody's claiming voters are criminals. <laughs> People who vote multiple times are criminals. But you take a Georgia primary election, what is the total number of votes cast? Double voting, punishable by one to ten years in prison, fine up to $100,000, by the way.
0: Really? I didn't realize it was that big a crime.
4: Yeah. Has uh-huh.
0: anybody ever... Get it? Not very often.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to come up with the total number of votes to uh, get an idea of how what multiple of this the national election is going to look like. But um, it's going to be a, millions.
0: It's going to be millions of votes
4: in all. About 150,000 people who requested absentee ballots showed up at polling places on election day, often because they never received their absentee ballots in the mail or decided to vote instead in person. Or uh, those thousand voters who did both. So, holy cow! November is going to be a poop show, well,
0: as we mentioned earlier, States are right now changing the rules or writing up the rules on how to deal with this, changing them from the way they've always done it all around Trump versus biden um you know so so blue states are are changing the way they do their absentee ballots or how long they're allowed to count them to try to make it more likely Biden can win red states are trying to make it more likely Trump can win. It's oh, all of them are going to be challenged. They, they could be challenged after the fact. Somebody could go back and challenge it and say no. 100%. Yeah. yeah.
4: And keep in mind that to avoid a dung show, what you'd have to presume is that all of the bureaucrats and all of the volunteers understand the new rules and implement them correctly and in a timely manner. Good luck with that.
0: So I don't want to spend too much time on this and wear you out, but uh, I tweeted out a question yesterday. I actually, is tweeting out some information on the various tax plans from Biden and Trump and the stark difference between them. And the dispatch did a good job last week. We were talking about that. Biden is proposing trillions of dollars in new spending. Um, the reason he kind of gets a pass for it is because the people he was running against, like Bernie and Elizabeth and even Kamala, they were pr- pr- proposing between 10 and 40 trillion dollars. Of new spending and was so out there. His thing, three to five trillion, seems like nothing, but it would be vastly more than any Democratic candidate has ever ran on. Way more than Kerry or or Obama or Hillary Clinton. I mean, not even close. Mm-hmm. Multiples more spending, and so uh, I remember between, before the last election, we were we were having lunch with a uh, one of the best tax attorneys in America. And it was just a couple of days before the election, and I remember bringing it up, and he said, it's very simple. If if uh, Trump wins, your taxes go down. If Hillary wins, your taxes go up. Well, that that's more or less the way it's going to be this time around, too, just with Biden and Trump. And Trump, Biden is going to spend a ton of money. So far, if you lean right, if you're alone. Well, the
4: only problem was that uh, the, the Trump and company eliminated state and local tax exemptions. So those of us living in high-tax blue states got screwed. Yeah. My but, taxes did go up, but anyway, a bit of an asterisk there for understandable reasons. Sure.
0: Um, uh, but so, if you're if you're if you lean right, if you lean conservative, if you're a smaller government, lower tax person, how do you not vote for Trump? Even if you hate him, even if you hate his tweets, even if you think he's a jerk, even if you think he's a pig sexually, even if all these different things, I I, I don't I don't quite understand that. I don't quite rub my head around it. I don't get the the I refuse to be told it's a binary choice crowd. I just don't get it. It is a binary choice. Yeah, It just is. When it comes down to it, on election day, we're either going with Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Nobody else is going to win but those two
4: people. Now, to quote Elvis, I'm not talking to you people. You nice people. Uh, This is their, their point of view. Trump will so tarnish the Republican Party, they'll lose the next five elections. They think Trump is such a corrosive poisonous presence that that he must be defeated we must concede this election
0: grow government it's, for 4 to 8 years it's like back before yeah right Trump wasn't shrinking it in his next four no but yeah. it will Where's grow more yeah. under Biden See right. that, that well that's clearly the, that's the problem with the whole thing there that, relativism that's the, the 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 tax and spend party versus the spend and spend party right will grow under one we'll grow more under the other either way we'll grow and our debt will go up that's horrifying to me that's why it's just disgusting to me that you know <laughs> both part neither party cares about it
4: now the Nba is dead to me but before it was dead to me, my favorite team had an incredibly talented player who was, as they say, a cancer in the clubhouse. He was a malignant presence. They could never, ever win with him there. They had to get rid of him and lose quality uh, performance uh, temporarily to ever have a hope of winning in the near future. Had to take that blow to look to the future. And I think the Never Trump Republicans, that's what they're saying. He Trump is that presence. The only way we can be healthy in four years is if we we dump them now. Uh, I don't happen to agree with them uh, because, the, you know, the world has gotten so weird politically. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But, but that, that would be their argument. I think
0: one response as I was taking in the responses because I was actually interested in it um, uh, in a serious sort of way. Um, just what people's thoughts were on that, and somebody said, "Well, I, I smugly vote Libertarian, so you know I can kind of look down on everybody." Yes, and I've gone back and forth on this in my uh, in my life because i voted Libertarian, I've voted Green Party once when I was young, I've voted third party or whatever, and I get the idea of long term growing parties, uh, and it can take a long time before you have a, either you know unlikely any of those parties are ever going to become the major party but you know you pull either the democrats or republicans toward you in such a way and get some of the stuff you want but mm-hmm. it it does allow for and i've done this myself i know in my own head it does allow for a smug well i'm i'm not involved with either one of those i vote with these when when in reality not for everybody but in some cases you're just avoiding you're just avoiding the nuts and bolts of choosing one of these. It's gonna be one of these, and
4: whoever it is will be imperfect.
0: Exactly. Of course, and you got to deal with it. It's it's very easy to go. I'm gonna vote libertarian, and uh, you know I'm above it all. I'm above it all. They mm-hmm. both suck, and uh, which they do. But, but I just I just think it ignores reality.
4: Do you think the Mitt Romneys of the world are doing s- something similar to that when they don't embrace Trump?
0: Well, I don't want to deny, deny that you can. Absolutely follow your conscience and and be disgusted by Trump. That's obviously disappointed or whatever, sure. But when it comes down to a two person choice, no matter how many times you want to scream, and a lot of pundits do that, it's not binary. I refuse to be put in that hole. It is one of those two people is going to (laughs) win.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I would suggest that, particularly given the politics of uh, Kamala Harris, because a Biden will not survive his first term. Uh, he will not finish his first term if he's elected. I would wager ginormous sums of money on that proposition. Wow. Watch me. By my standards, and I'm very cheap. Um, But <laughs> having having said that, given Kamala Harris's politics, to me, you say, all right, we get Trump in there, and then we, we, we work to keep him reasonable, and then, you know, if Trump has damaged the brand, which is the perception of the Mitz Romney and the Jonas Goldberg of the world... If he's damaged the brand, then we work like crazy to rebuild the brand. That's the solution. The solution isn't four years of Kamala Harris and her cronies. That, that could be ruinous. Hmm. Uh, I just but, you know, honest people can disagree. and Sure. As, uh, some of you may have noticed, partly because we say it out loud. I don't hate people I disagree with. Oh, I don't gone, have the time. Life's too short.
0: I've gone back and forth myself on all these topics I just mentioned. So I don't know. Mm. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. If you haven't heard about what the Oscars is doing, uh, they, they're, they're, you thought they were woke before. They're super woke now.
4: Oh, goody. Um, among- oh, oh, plus, this is one of my favorite listicles I've seen in a long time. Eight recently declassified DARPA projects. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Cool. These are the guys that think way outside the box. For the military. Some of these projects are just amazing or a little frightening. That's on the way.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Finally, did you guys see this? Scientists have reported that mice they genetically mutated to be twice as strong as regular mice Were able to maintain their muscle mass after spending a month in outer space According to the scientists these mice returned from the International Space Station with quote ripped bodybuilder physiques Time and time again scientists are crushing it when it comes to tackling the big problems right now, aren't they?
0: Swole mice. Obviously, that's important for sending people to Mars or whatever, because that has always been a problem in the past, when you're out in space and you lose all your muscle mass. It's three days in space with our astronauts, and they can't walk when they get back.
4: So those mice running around with those stupid, stringy tank tops bodybuilders were. All right, you got big arms. Okay, great. I get it. Great. So, DARPA, oh, coming up, we got a lot of good stuff. What is gaslighting, Gas lighting, and why is it called that?
0: Okay. Um, and also, the Oscars are more woke than you could have ever imagined. It's just their new oh, rules goodies. for winning an Oscar are amazing.
4: You thought they were self-righteous and luxury last year? Well, wake up! You're going <laughs> to love this. So, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency... Uh, has all sorts of uh, wild projects that stay uh, classified for a very long time, uh, but they are like super out of the box innovative new technology. How can it help the military? Uh, maybe uh, maybe you are glad about this, maybe you're unhappy about it, but uh, there are two things that drive a great deal of technological uh, advance: number one, uh, m- the military. And Number two, porn, hmm. and so it just is what it is. But they have um, they're getting some good financing and stuff these days. There's a lot of information in here, but we don't really have time for it. But here are eight weird DARPA projects that um, that have uh, come to the public eye recently. I found this interesting. Uh, number one, plant eating robots. The energy autonomous tactical robot problem. They were trying to create robots that could feed off plants. They could graze like a cow. Wow. And use that biological material to turn it into energy for its batteries. Before the project stopped development in 2015, its engineers estimated that EATR, E-A-T-R, the Energy Autonomous Tactical Robot, um, would be able to travel 100 miles for every 150 pounds of biomass consumed.
0: So the idea was you send out these uh, robots to fight in the military and the batteries run out or gasoline or whatever you're running them on. Sure. This way they can just
5: find a a tree and munch on it. Wait a minute. I'm biomass.
0: Oh,
5: Oh, look. Yeah, they're trying to trick you by giving you vegetarian robots, but that's not the end
4: game. No, they're going to be eating people. What, well, we've got one minute left. Oh, good, good show planning. Who's in charge here? Oh, I am. Um, <laughs> you having a good time, Joe? Well, and we'll have time in a little bit for more of these, uh, lists, but I love this one, particularly if you know anything about combat or, or you know, people who've been in combat or you've seen documentaries, or whatever. Houses, well, fortifications that repair themselves. Imagine soldiers fashioning buildings and fortifications out of lightweight scaffold instead of you know, plywood, uh, heavy sandbags, whatever. These scaffolds quickly begin to fill in with durable material all on their own. When that material is damaged, it grows right back to where it was.
0: That's Terminator-like. Uh,
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's obviously some 21st century um, uh, chemistry and, uh, th- in effect, 3D printing. Oh, we don't have time to explain it. But it's the growth of engineered cells. Self-repairing barriers to keep the soldiers safe. More to come.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the craziest election. This is the cra... Look, somebody said, what's the difference between crooked Hillary Clinton and slow Joe? So the difference is the following. She's meaner, probably not as nice. I don't know. You can't get any worse than her, will you think? (laughs) But the big difference is she's smarter than he is. Okay. He's a nicer person, but he's not smart. He never was, not in prime time, and certainly not now. True. <laughs> oh, he on. said that the other day,
0: <laughs> perfectly seriously, and I thought that was just him evaluating it. Hillary was way smarter, but meaner, and nobody liked her. Biden is very <laughs> likable and a nice guy, but just not very smart. <laughs> There you go. I thought that was just him summing up his opponents.
4: So uh, Hollywood has gotten even more insufferable, but I want to finish up this list of eight weird DARPA projects I came across. Uh, Plant-eating robots, uh, houses, or forts, essentially, that repair themselves. It's engineered cells and 3D printing put together. So a blast comes through the wall. It heals itself to protect the soldiers. Amazing stuff. Lab-grown blood. They grow red blood cells in a lab um, instead of inside human beings, and then have to uh, get a transfusion or you know donations or whatever. And it's decreased the cost of a unit of transfusable blood from more than ninety thousand dollars to less than five. Yeah, nothing count so much as blood.
0: I yeah. gotta believe making blood that would work would be a huge, huge deal for the battlefield.
4: Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, cyborg insects. A way to piggyback sensors on real insects. DARPA's Spy Bugs, part of a 2006 project that wanted to do what we described there, working with University of Michigan and Cornell. Within a few years, researchers had developed interfaces capable of controlling insects' actions. Does that fly have a microphone? If plain old spy bugs weren't wild enough, the insects eventually received nuclear power as well. Oh, Okay. Nuclear-powered yeah. cyber bugs. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, brain implants for PTSD treatment. Mm. They're working on that. Uh, robotic infantry mules. Robotic mule. That's funny. That's my new uh, southern jam band. Um, it's, uh, they're actually kind of cool. Well, they look exactly like you'd think they'd look. It's a robotic mule. It's uh, to carry heavy uh, items during combat. Um, Let's focus on
5: the nuclear fleas and more on the PTSD brain implant stuff. I, if, if
4: I was in charge of resources of, of these things, they got plenty of resources. Uh, also, related to the mechanical mule is the mechanical elephant that was uh, DARPA began working on that in the 60s during Vietnam because it was so hard to move material through the dense foliage and the rest of it. And they thought, all right, elephants do pretty well. So we need to design a, a, a mechanical elephant. Um, But when the director of DARPA heard of the project, he immediately shut it down because he thought it sounded so ridiculous Congress would yank their funding. (laughs) So anyway, and then finally, a nuke-propelled spaceship. DARPA invests in researching space travel. Project Orion is a program that's been going on for decades now to research new means of spaceship propulsion, uh, including uh, relying on nuclear bomb detonations to power a craft forward to hit astonishing speeds uh but they were worried about nuclear fallout and and banned this project in the 60s uh because of uh you know uh various treaties that banned exploding weapons in space
0: i had a friend um he's a friend i I had a
4: mechanical mule
0: i had a friend i was at his wedding he was at mine that's uh pretty friendly um uh he was a computer genius and um everybody in the World was trying to hire him for various stuff. DARPA wanted to hire him, or the government wanted to hire him to work at DARPA, and it was going to pay really well, but he couldn't handle the idea of contributing to the weapons of war. So didn't want to do it, which I thought was... I'd rather we have the best than they have the best, because wars are going to keep happening. But Especially, yeah, modern America
4: engages in no conquest or anything like that. We just try to keep things functioning. I would do it. Of course, DARPA wouldn't have me. What are you good at? (laughs) (laughs) I can make jokes about the news.
0: It was kind of interesting to see what it's like if you're talented, because um, he was, like I said, a computer genius, and when he got out of, like, regular college, like, every college in America was just throwing crap at him to try to get him to come there. He eventually, he went to Columbia, but just everybody, and I thought, hmm. that must be wild. There'd What's be- it like to be wanted? Is that fun? It'd be, like, it'd be like being a star athlete, only it's a skill that isn't going away in a few years. Mm-hmm. You can do it the rest of your life. Right. What is it like to be wanted? I've always fun? wondered. <laughs> yeah, is that fun? Well, it's got to be kind of interesting. <laughs> I just came across this before I get to the Oscars thing, which I thought was just too rich. So CNN had a picture of a young Joe Biden with his son, uh, like laying on his chest. A Very cute picture, dad, yeah. and like a Lovely. four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And the kid's got a, a a maroon cap with a yellow ball on top of it. And somebody now
4: just a quick pause. Is this uh, war hero passed away far too early from cancer, son? or stripper impregnating son. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Profiteering in China, stripper impregnating son.
0: I don't actually know which son it was, but uh,
4: cute dad. And who am I to impugn exactly. the, the art of exotic dance?
0: He wasn't doing it at that time as a four-year-old with his head on dad's You know, chest. it's
4: an excellent point.
0: Um, but anyway, this is a cute picture, and the kids were in a maroon cap And uh, somebody thought, wait a second, that's clearly a Washington Redskins cap. And they did a Google image and came up with the original picture. CNN or somebody had photoshopped out the Redskins logo. So the kid's just wearing a maroon knit cap
4: without the Redskins. Because this is early 70s. Well, they're literally now erasing history. What because the, what you is the think matter that, with you people? because
0: you would think that Joe Biden and his son were anti Native American, I guess if he had worn a, if he had worn a redskin's cap living in Washington DC in the 70s.
4: Oh my god. But I mean,
0: how insane are we going to get?
4: I, I I don't that's bizarre. Well, I guess that's political activism. That's not like erasing history like the Marxists want to do with pulling but down who down the would statues. What do you even think of, of it? I don't know. I the the woke young people in america's newsrooms that may be our most serious problem
0: yeah it is it is our most serious problem culturally speaking mm-hmm. the covid's going to go away the economy's going to bounce back all these things will 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 get okay this this weird intersectionality critical race theory the violence in the
4: street stuff it's growing. Well, and I don't mean just socially. I mean, it's our biggest problem. To quote Abraham Lincoln, because I'm better than you, there is... The late, I'm, great Abraham <sighs> Lincoln. One of the funniest things Trump has ever said. <laughs> yes, we know he's dead, and we know he's great. <laughs> anyway, uh, as as Lincoln and others have, have put it, there is no uh, uh, outside force that can and the United States. There's no existential threat to the U.S. from without. The only thing that can ruin us is is within.
0: I almost hate to quote James Lindsay on this because he might regret have regretted saying it. He is the woke expert. He is the critical race theory expert in America. I think, mm-hmm. and uh, and he tirelessly battles against it. But I heard him on a podcast the other day, and he he tries to be non political. He's obviously a lefty, but he, he he's not into politics at all. He said, I don't see, and they're talking about the presidential election. You know, what do you think would make it better or worse? And he said, I don't see any brakes on this at all. I see no breaks on it so far. It, we're just oh, like
4: a car's brakes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A
0: car's brakes. Uh-huh. We're just screaming the direction of this stuff right now. He said, the only difference is I think Biden winning would be an accelerator just because, you know, he's not going to push back on that card. Like, like Trump ended critical race theory in government uh training yeah. over the weekend. Yeah,
4: I saw that actual letter. That was great. Biden
0: wouldn't do that. No, just, you no. know, to not cross those people. Yeah, you're I right. th- Lindsay's
4: not political at all, but he's sociopolitical, so he probably does regret saying that, but that it's undeniable. We got to share with you some of that letter. We got to get to the Hollywood stuff. How, oh, there's so much to think how in. crazy the Oscars are in a minute. Yeah. But first a quick note from our friends that simply safe the best, the best Overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News & World Report. But listen to this. Not only is it better, it's much less expensive and much less a hassle than your old-timey home security systems. Yeah,
0: hassle is a problem that a lot of uh, home security systems have. I've seen people. I've never had one, but I've seen people, like, scrolling through the menu and pressing buttons and beeping and everything like that for, like, five minutes before you go to bed. And I've always thought, I don't want to do that. Uh, most people don't, so they end up not using their system. Simply Safe is simple to use. It's about fifteen dollars a month. You set it up yourself. No technician is coming to your home and going to be there spreading the COVID around for an hour. Um, you're not locked into a long contract, and it's good. It's the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report.
4: So here's how you get it for a uh, free trial, free shipping. Head to simplysafe.com/Armstrong. Get a free HD camera for our listeners. That's simplysafe.com/Armstrong, so they know we sent you. Simplysafe.com/Armstrong.
0: Since we're going to talk Go about, ahead. Go ahead. since we're going to talk about movies, this movie debuted forty years ago. I'm not sure it won any Oscars.
1: We're here to talk about a different kind of odds, and that is the odds that will be in your favor when you exhibit perhaps the greatest comedy motion picture of all time.
2: This is going to make E. T. look like Raiders of the Lost Ark. This <laughs> is going to be the kind of thing that your children are going to say, "Dad, I can look up to you now." and I never could before. (laughs) Isn't it worth it? God, I mean, we made a lot of cheap movies
1: for you guys, it made a lot of money, but now we kind of spend a little more than we're supposed to. Columbia Pictures has spared no expense to make this a fine science fiction comedy. Okay, so, so they're talking about the movie Ghostbusters. Are. And
0: it is pe- That's Dan Aykroyd and uh, Bill Murray talking about yeah. Ghostbusters. They they put that out to theaters to convince them to show the movie.
5: It was a it was something they sent out to particularly independent theaters saying, "Hey, this is a this is a little something you might want to consider at your little art house cinema."
0: Now, you had one guy with the one of the Ghostbusters was a black guy, so they Winston, were okay. Yes. Winston was a black guy, and and then the one guy was Jewish, I believe.
5: Uh, well, Rick Moranis is. was in the movies, but I don't think. Uh, I guess later on he was kind of an ancillary Ghostbuster. The
4: reason I don't think Jewish counts as a minority for some reason. The
0: reason this is important is, and I'm reading for the L.A. Times: new Oscar standards require best picture contenders must be inclusive to compete. If you want to win the Oscar for best picture, and I do, you have to hat you meet need to meet certain quotas to do it, which is the way all great art is made. Certainly, we all know. Novels, songs, movies, television shows, um, the best art is made with quotas. So they came up with this a couple of uh, months ago. This is a, uh, an attempt to be more diverse. To be eligible for best picture, a film must meet at least two standards on, uh, across four categories of uh, diversity, on-screen representation, themes, and narratives. So the theme of the movie has to be inclusive of a variety of groups, And it's uh, underrepresented groups, including women, people of color, LGBTQ plus people, and those with cognitive or physical disabilities. You have to touch on at least some of those, not only in the cast. And they're talking about the main cast. I'll read from what it says in the New York Times. Those standards require at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an unrepresented, underrepresented racial or ethnic group. One of the lead actors are significant supporting actors. So in that group of people that the movie's all about, you can't have, if it's a World War I movie, a bunch of white guys.
4: No. No. you got to have, I don't know, a, uh, a, a black guy wander through the trencher. Or- At least a mariachi band, at least 30 percent. Look, they've sent a mariachi band with clearly Mexican people to entertain the troops. (laughs) (laughs) All right, shut them up, or we're gonna be bombed by the Germans. Then the mariachi's just wrong, and you never see them again. There you go. There's your Oscar bait. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joe Getty, Hollywood quota consultant. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I got this. All right, you got a touching coming-of-age story set in a Norwegian filming uh, fishing village. A uh, 16-year-old boy and girl in love trying to confront uh, their Nazi past. Uh, let's see. Let's have the Globetrotters come to town <laughs> and play an exhibition game. And on one of the no, dates, they go see the Globetrotters. Check hundred thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs>
0: at least thirty percent of all actors in secondary and minor roles are from certain underrepresented groups, and the main Jenny
4: Jenny called the Globetrotters again, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the main storyline theme or narrative of the movie has to be centered on an underrepresented group to qualify for a Best Picture Oscar nomination. And they went through the list of a bunch of movies that might not have made it that have won, you know, lots of Oscars. Uh-oh. Including 1917, the World War One film, or The Irishman that came out last year and was a piece of crap, but in yes. theory was a great movie. It was bad, but it was long. <laughs> I just, I just... I find this absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, well. And this is from liberals, people who think art is important, people who send their kids to expensive colleges to get art degrees. They
4: want to have constraints on art. The liberals do. Yeah. Yeah, quotas. All right, good luck with that. My loathing of Hollywood, well, it could get a little more intense, as it turns out, but just if, if, if it didn't indicate what James Lindsay's been talking about, that this is coming on hard in society as a whole, I could just roll my eyes and move on and say, good, eat yourselves. You are cannibalizing yourselves, and I think it's hilarious. But it does mean that that sort of racialist thinking where everything is broken down to your identity group, you can only get a job if you're this, or you can only be fired if you're not that, or you know, you can only move into a neighborhood. We have quotas in neighborhoods, quotas in everything. That's <laughs> dangerous.
0: Is there any chance that any of the older liberals, because we're always talking about, you know, liberals over fifty seem to have a different view of these things? Like, a uh, uh, Rob Reiner makes a movie with like what you are talking about here, Mariachi band, just shows up, the Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> <or> whatever, <laughs> yeah, just exactly, to, like, like really stick his thumb in the eye
4: of the. Or you got some, you know, three hour long Goodfellas type movie, and then uh, then you, it turns out Henry Hill's uh, wife at the end of it says, "Not only am I leaving you." But I'm a lesbian Check We're done here We're fine (laughs) Joe (laughs) Getty Hollywood (laughs) Quota Consultant For the preceding three hours She's been a lesbian You just didn't know it (laughs) That is your biases There you go (laughs) Solved
3: Armstrong and The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. That reminds me, we were talking about Taylor Swift yesterday and how she's had the number one album for six weeks in a row or something like that. And um, so I thought, you know, I'd listen to a little of that. My, my kids like the T-Swizzle and uh, mm-hmm. usually jam a little Taylor Swift. So I go to the it's album. It's great
4: music for children.
0: It's almost entirely explicit, all the songs. Wah! And so I couldn't listen what? to any of them. Yeah, I, almost, I had no idea. She does a song with Bon Iver, so if you know him, that's kind of a different flavor or whatever. I don't know if she's taking a I turn. That
4: song. That's a good song.
0: Yeah, I'll have to listen to it away from my kids. Yeah. But um, they're uh, maybe she's making a turn toward the grown up. I don't know.
4: Is it like uh, sexually explicit
5: or what? I didn't listen to it. Oh, no, just uh, top uh, killing rap. No, just an occasional oh. f bomb or something. Like uh, oh. uh, I don't, I don't effing care. You know those sort of. Mm. She's too talented
4: to work blue like that.
0: Um, USA Today, teachers penalized if they opt out. Broken contracts can bring fines and license loss. So this is on the conversation we've been having for quite a while, and the whole country has been, about um, why do you have to go to work if you have a job at a uh, hardware store or a grocery store, but if you teach kids, you can just not go back. That's not an essential business.
4: 99.7% of British kids are back in school.
0: Talking about the school board meeting in Phoenix, parent after parent got up to speak, letting the tensions of the year spill into the auditorium at issue the coming school year on whether or not they're going to allow kids back in school. One, actually a teacher himself, a physical education teacher, stood up and said, I know a registered nurse who was a cancer survivor and didn't miss a day of work. Why are other teachers saying they aren't willing to go back to school? I'll see you on the 17th if you care about your profession. And the audience exploded in raucous applause. Wow. That's mostly Oof. parents and kids. Kids going up to speak, too. I hope they let me go back to normal school in person, said one kindergartner. God, the kindergarten kids in particular it breaks my heart. Because oh, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, kindergarten. And, uh, oh. and, and everything you're learning about. Making friends and being away from home for the first time ever, and just oh, geez, it's just heartbreaking.
4: My sister happens to be a kindergarten teacher, and and they are trying to uh, you know build bricks without straw, to quote the good book. I mean, they're attempting the near impossible, just trying to do as much good as as can be done.
0: We're gonna look back on this. I hope I live long enough to to you know to read about it. We're gonna look back on this period of shutting down schools and businesses, wondering how that generation went nuts. How did you all allow that to happen? How would you all just roll over and say, okay, sure? Yeah. How did that happen?
4: And when I just saw that Kate Brown, the Looney Tunes governor of Oregon, uh, joined Gavin Newsom in continuing their emergency powers for a few more months. Um, How did you let them say it's still an emergency when it was months in and, and you'd figured out how to operate safely or mostly safely? Why didn't people say, no, it's not an emergency? Well, they did. They are. There are lawsuits going on, but... They're in school in Great Britain. Uh, yeah, yeah. Almost almost 100%. Just like the, under. The wizardry stuff? Yeah. No, no. Hogwarts? Hogwarts you talking no, about? they have regular schools there, too. What? For muggles. <laughs>
1: Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
5: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen The Bride and Groom?